Welcome to the Jason Morris's RentHacking.com podcast. The podcast where you learn how to get a better return on your real estate investments. To find a local Rent Hacking approved real estate agent, go to RentHacking.com. Hey guys, hey, so thank you guys for listening today um, to our RentHacking.com podcast. I've got Chris Ward on this call with me today. Chris Ward is a, uh, he's actually in my market in Myrtle Beach. He is a vacation rental specialist. Um, they own a management company. And I'll tell you what, Chris, why don't I let you tell exactly what you're doing. Yeah, so um, ironically, even before, because and me and Jason know each other through real estate, uh, before real estate, we actually opened our parent company as a vacation rental company only in 1999. Uh, my dad opened Eagle Resorts Incorporated in 99, where we manage and do property management for vacation rental units that other people own individually. And so we started that, you know, 21 years ago. And he started with, he started just as a retirement business after he retired, uh, moved down to South Carolina. We vacationed here since I was like, you know, four years old, I think, 84, 85, and uh, started with like four units up here in North Myrtle Beach. And now we've grown it to, we have about 101 vacation rental units and about 80, 82 or no, just under 82, 79, 82, it, it varies, and Jason knows this, uh, with long-term property management. Oh, yeah, units, uh, you, you always seem to be getting one and losing one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we've, uh, so we're, you know, we're, we're in that range with vacation rental units and long-term rentals as well, but uh, vacation's been, we've had some real explosive growth over the last two years, um, some stuff that I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to kind of talk about, um, as well, but I've uh, been able to grow the vacation rental side in both North Myrtle Beach and Myrtle Beach um, and adding, you know, adding units daily and just trying to grow that, that inventory. And like I said, we manage, um, we manage units for other people, individual condos and houses around the beach. So sometimes, sometimes when you're doing this, I know this is my situation when I manage stuff for other people. Sometimes I learned a really lot, but uh, um, using other people's money, <laughs> you know, basically, <laughs> right basically managing their investment. I saw things that honestly, if I only managed one or two houses of my own, I'd never saw the problems and issues. I'd never had to work right. through some of the things that I worked through. Um, so let me ask you, like just starting off, there's a lot of people, I feel like VRBO and Airbnb are super, super popular. There's a lot of people out there that are looking at like, hey, how can they do that Airbnb investment? How can they do that VRBO investment? And um, if they're looking for that first, second home investment, like what you guys manage, how do you recommend they get it? Um, how do I recommend they get it? Well, yeah. So Where I would just start. I would, yeah. I, well, <laughs> of course, I'm probably going to be biased t towards two things. Um, I'll probably I'll be biased towards having a good realtor that understands investment property. Um, and then I'm going to be biased towards, you know, yes, there are so many avenues and vehicles to be able to basically manage your property from anywhere. Some of the ones you just mentioned, Airbnb, VRBO, but also technology's just made it easier to manage property from anywhere in the world, anywhere in the country, you know, and, um, but I still advocate for a solid property management company that can just reduce the stress level. Like if I can just be getting a check in the mail, then, I mean, like, why not? Like if, if it's, if it's, if there's a cost benefit ratio right there to, to my time, versus just getting a check at, or me putting effort into scheduling cleanings, making sure the turnover is good, dealing with guest complaints, all those kind of things. Like then I'll, I'll, I'll gladly pay a, 
you know, a, a, um, a, a good management fee that, that makes sense to my bottom line versus my time into a unit. But um, so that being said, you know, one, finding units, a, good, a solid realtor that is niched into investment properties uh, don't, you know, you're going to have to probably do a little bit of research or talk to some real estate agents that actually understand, uh, how to give good, uh, uh, give you good options on properties that are actually going to make you money and that are good deals when it comes to vacation rentals. I think that's real important too, because like, um, there are some agents that are truly, truly oceanfront specialists. Our market's kind of funky. We got two different, we got, it's almost like we have two different markets. The ocean mm -hmm. market don't really have a lot to do with the market, with the single family home market that's like west of the waterway. It's you know right. minutes away from the ocean. I mean, it's almost two different markets, and the agents that are really really good at um, selling single family homes know a lot about those neighborhoods. Don't really know much about ocean front. Yeah, and and you can even and we can even right, and we could even micro that down, or especially on the north end of the beach. Talk about different markets. I mean, we're all the Grand Strand with Horry County, but but you know as well as anybody. I mean, you know the South End, Pauley's, Litchfield area is very different than Garden right. City, Surfside, Myrtle Beach, and then the North End. And one of the things we deal with the North End, probably like not like Myrtle Beach, but then as you get into Garden City, Surfside, you you see it a little bit more. Is uh, you can micro down oceanfront condo specialists, and then um, rental house like an actual beach house specialist yeah. that's a little bit different than like you said single family residential houses versus like I'm buying this beach house to rent out now if I'm buying an eight bedroom a ten bedroom a four bedroom like what's my what's my cash flow what's my um you know what's my expense and upkeep when you're doing bigger houses like that versus the ROI that I'm getting on vacation rentals and that kind of thing so all that factors in so let's say if they're doing this first one so they go out and they find a good agent should they I guess they should set up their goal, shouldn't they? Are they going to use the unit? Is it going to be strictly an investment? Is it going to right. does it need to be somewhere like they're going to enjoy themselves? Like my parents, when they were looking at second home, second homes in this market, they had it. Man, they they were not looking at rentals at all, but they were had a right. specific thing they wanted to be and specific stuff they wanted to be close by. Um, do you think that matters, or should that play a big factor in your what your goal is? <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, so like, find a deal? <laughs> I, like you said, I think the, I think the goal, yes, the goal is, is, it determines the property, um, just the property that's a deal. And if it's, if it doesn't match your expectations, then you're going to be disappointed in your purchase long-term most of the time. So, you know, like I said, being biased to my, to the real estate company that I have, and, and I didn't even mention, I'm sorry, name of our, Rental companies, Eagle Beach Rentals, EagleResorts.com is our main website for that, but Eagle Beach Rentals. And we have we kind of split our owners, yes, into two, you know, we have we have our like investment own pure investment owners. They they may never step foot in the unit. They don't care. They're just looking for cash flow. They're looking for the best deal. And then we have, you know, our more what I would call second home investors, which they use the unit some, maybe family and friends use it, plus they want to yeah. make sure they're covering taxes, HOA. You know, like they may be looking for a balance to just pay down the property and it, it, you know, it pays for itself, but they still get to use it versus an invest, investor, true investor, what I would say, a true investor yeah. owner, which is trying yeah. to make money. Yeah, that's a really good point um, with setting your goal up. If you're looking at that second home and you're thinking about that second home or a beach investment property, you really kind of need to narrow down what you want. You want something you're going to use and that you can go and enjoy. 
mm-hmm. that hopefully offsets all the expenses involving it. Uh, you know, that would be the ultimate goal for a lot of people. Are you looking right. for something out there that you can you can buy, you can uh, rent, and you can cash flow, right? You're you're never right. going to go look at the place. You don't really care what color it is as long as it looks nice and you know mattresses or whatever the mattresses are. You know you like repeat people, but you don't care about it that much. You know it's literally paying right. it down in cash flow. So really, right. that's I mean, or a combination of those personal use and cash flow. Too, I, yeah. and, you know, HOAs and different stuff. What things do you think like that they should be really taking into consideration with with owning this sort of investment? Right. I think if you're looking, you know, yes, if you're looking, one of the biggest questions that we get from properties, HOAs, and uh, rule of thumb, closer to the beach, higher the HOA. So you're looking for oceanfront condo, and the bigger the unit. So you know, number of bedrooms, you will determine your HOA amount. So closer to the oceanfront, number of bedrooms, your HOA goes up um vice versa goes down so that's that's something to determine um that, that plays a large factor in most people's uh you know aspect to, to buying and then the other the other thing is kind of goes a little bit back to what we're talking about what's your goals because you know some second home owners uh that we're going to use the property a lot and don't you know there's just buildings that rent better there's buildings that have like on-site amenities uh, that are that are more conducive for investor buyers to rent. You know, the people are going to be vacation in versus other buildings that are maybe a little bit more what I would say, quote unquote, residential or second homey, yeah. that may not have the amenities that have that don't have as much rental traffic in them. So, so those are a couple of things. And then the third thing that we look at is appreciation value. A lot of people like just okay, you know, it's one thing to cash flow in from the rental investment, but do we think this area, do you we look at the area, we look at the building, we look at the age, we look at the history of it, and where's it trending? Are we are we trending that, you know, are we buying at the right time uh, for a vacation or rental unit if you want appreciation over the long term? Some people don't care about that in the short term as, as long as they're making money and they can cash flow on the unit. They don't really care about where the price point is going to end up. But some people, if they're looking that I'm owning this for 20, 25 years, or I mean, I'm sorry, I'm only owning this for five, 10 years. I'm looking at the appreciation value versus long-term. Yeah. You know what? I've seen that too. I've seen a lot of people that sometimes they buy stuff and there's a specific reason they're buying it. Like um, it's been years ago. I sold one to a guy. He was a firefighter that was retired. And um, his real reason of buying was his grandkids were getting like that 12 to 14 years old range and they lived about three hours away and he wanted a place that grandkids would come hang out with grandma and granddad. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to be able to rent it a little bit to offset, offset his expenses. I mean, that was his sole purpose. I mean, that right. if he could, uh, I remember the conversation when I said, what do you want to do? And he said, well, I want it to pay for itself and I'll be able to use it um, here and there with my grandkids. And I mean, that was 100% his purpose. Now, HOAs, um, what do you see that's pretty typical that that includes? Uh, so, yeah, if you don't know a ton about, and we know, obviously, having listeners to this all over the country, you know, HOAs may be very foreign to a lot of people. And it's and it's not uncommon in oceanfront property around here that the HOA may cost as much or more than your mortgage is going to mortgage <laughs> and taxes yeah. are going to cost on the property. So, um, you know, the biggest, what I'm always telling investors is, you know, obviously the biggest, the biggest thing that HOA is covering is your insurance. So insurance for the building, your master insurance policy is typically, at least what I see, 40 to 45% of the HOA fee on average is going to be, you know, your master insurance, which means you're not, you know, you can comparatively to your, like your home insurance and wind and hail um, insurance and those kind of costs that you have on a residential single family property is what's being covered in HOA. Once you take that out, 
then then you're left with in a berries but most of the time you know your water sewer trash amenities uh basic cable package uh we're seeing more buildings with wi-fi especially if they've been built in the last 10 to 20 years um and and yeah that's say what and electric electric varies there are some buildings that do electric but electric seems to be the one odd man out that you got to carry that utility on your own so, for most condos to really evaluate hoa to see if it's expensive or not because I, I look at my community i live in my hoa is um honestly my hoa is 475 dollars a month and it's a residential community but then when you break wow. it down i live in this little funky <laughs> community where my hoa includes my home insurance which is probably okay. $200 of the 475. So then we got 275 left and then you take out, we got a, we got a beautiful pool. We got a beautiful pool house. We got a beach house access. We've got, we've got a lot of common area. We have, we have um, skated community. It's got actual live guards. It doesn't just have the gate that goes up and down. We start yeah. really breaking that down. That 275 include, oh, the 475 includes my lawn maintenance you really need to take that number, even though it might look really, really high, break it down, see what all it includes. Oh, it, inc it actually includes my, my cable and my internet now. Um, yeah. And when you start figuring it out, you're like, man, you know, honestly, I was paying 200 bucks for high-speed internet and cable. And yeah. then when they added that, they added it, my HOA only went up 25 bucks. I couldn't get yeah. that yeah. myself. So, um, you almost need to go through that HOA and figure out what it all includes to see if it's a good deal or not. Definitely. I think people just see the big number because you know like how our MLS or you get a you know listing on you know Zillow yep. or, or you know realtor.com and you just see a giant number and you're like oh no like not that but gosh you really ask your real estate agent what does that include because like I said you break that number down and that's not even going into parking or course, uh, roofing, building, building maintenance <laughs> yeah. elevators. Yeah. There's yeah a, you know what uh, back when I, I sold a lot of oceanfront there for a little while, um, I'd hear people, they say, well, we want an HOA under $200 a month. And you go, well, hey, who's going to pay for the putt-putt? Who's going to pay for the, the five swimming pools and the lazy river and, you know, like all this stuff. Right. Some of these resorts have amazing amenities. Now, as right, far, right. Um, and that leads into my next, my next question here, as far as like rate of return for these people that are investors, um, do you think amenities really matter? Oh, I definitely think amenities matter. Um, in fact, I, so we, we use a back-end management s system for our rental company called Guesty. I'm not sure if anybody out there uses it or ever heard of it. Uh, we, came in, we started using them about last year. And, and really, if you're a small company, like it's probably a little too big for you. If you're a really large company, it can probably grow to fit you, but it's, it's kind of for those mid-growing companies and it's worked really well as far as integration for our back-end reservation system and front-end as well. So uh, so when when I'm looking at messages on Guesty, like our guest messages, 80% of them ask about the amenities. So really? I think, you know, if you're looking, if you're looking for the right investment vacation rental property and you are a pure investor, amenities do matter um, to, to guests that, that are looking to come down to the beach, even though we got the beach and even though we got, you know, restaurants, putt-putt and entertainment off the beach, that, that on-site, um, you know, pools and lazy rivers and all, all that kind of thing do matter to uh, a, a lot of guests when weighing their decision of where to stay. What, what do you think, like, and I'll use a couple examples here, um, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, Chris, but we've got some great stuff and, and I'm in the same market as Chris, so we, you know, we're familiar with a lot of stuff. Like you got some older resorts like Ocean's Dunes Resort. 
right, up around 77. They have five or six pools. They got on-site dining. They got a lot of stuff. But it's an old resort. I mean, it's probably built back in the early 80s. Versus, right. but, you know, those units are a lot cheaper versus a unit like, yeah. like Dunes Village Resort. Like Dunes Village Resort's newer. Mm -hmm. They're beautiful. They got granite countertops. They're amazing units. They're a lot more expensive. They have comparable right. amenities. What do you think's like the best option? Go with the older one that's a little bit cheaper that has the amenities are older, of course, or go with the newer one, spend a little bit more money. Do you think the bang the bang is there for your buck with purchasing? Or do you think it just varies? I'd I'd really I'd really have to look and see the various because here's let me tell you what some of our investor owner clients are doing literally this past year, especially with COVID stuff that's happened. So they're going in and remodeling their unit. So even if you're at the older resort, if you can update your unit and then when we market it and we're putting the unit out there visible, you know, we can get, even at older resorts, we can get nice amenity shots. But if you have a nicer unit and now you've paid, like you said, you just got to kind of weigh that cost, you know, versus buying brand new versus renovating. And you're in the flip game a lot. So like, you know, what can you do to upgrade the interior unit to get the renter in there? And they still kind of have access to the same, you know, amenities, even if they're, they're older. I think, I think we're seeing a lot more owners just instead of jumping to brand new construction, renovating older units. Yeah. Cause we, we have some great places here. Like we have uh, one of my favorite that's been cheaper for years has been Blue Water Resorts on the South end of the beach. Yeah. We, we manage some. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you know what there is, it's a good location. They got a lot of cool stuff there. Um, and you can buy a unit there like fairly cheap, but I mean, you might walk in one and it's beautiful and you might walk in the next one and you're like, Oh my God, what's happened here. Oh, it's really bad. So when, when you're looking at those things for rental purposes and you buy, like say that old unit in Blue Water Resort that was built in the early eighties and it looks exactly like it did in the eighties. It's got weird, <laughs> yeah, it's got weird wallpaper and uh, bright blue carpet. What, what upgrades do you think are important right now to get the most out of your, your investment property? I don't think it's that much different, you know, especially if you have a realtor audience listening right now, it's not that much different than the, than the flip game. I mean, you, your, your, your kitchen, um, your flooring, you know, your paint, like the, that, that's it. I mean, and I guess, you know, you can say fixtures in the bathroom. I know bathrooms can get a little bit more costly depending on how much you want to do to it. But, uh, but really, you know, you know, flooring paint throughout is going to, is going to change it compared to, remember, I want, I want people to hear this too, especially like management, if you're managing people's vacation units or, or even if you're, if you're doing your own vacation rental management, like when somebody goes to like an Airbnb or um, VRBO, that kind of stuff, a lot of times the way those sites are set up, they're looking at multiple units in the same resort. So what's going to make your unit stand out from the other three they just looked at? And they're like, well, why does this one cost $20 more per night? Or why is this one, you know, 25 less per night or that kind of stuff. So really looking at the interior of that unit and, and having good photos and all that kind of thing and having those upgrades in there is going to set your, your unit apart. But for a lot of people, they'll willing to pay an extra, you know, 10 to $20 a night. If they're like, Oh crap, look, you know, this, this unit's been updated. Like I, it's going to be a nicer vacation for my family. I know, uh, man, I've, <laughs> I've written a bunch of stuff like on home away and stuff where that's traveling and stuff. And I tell you what, the thing I always hate is you go in a place and they got the old TVs with the big back. Maybe I'm sobby, but they got the old TVs no, with no. the big back. Yep. And you know, like it's in a great location. Yeah, it was a little bit cheaper than everything else and stuff. But you go in, you go like, wow, that's, um, you know, let's hope it's in color, you know? Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> you I agree with you. You're right. You're right. We, 
<laughs> you think things like granite countertops are important or it just depends on what the other units in the resort have. Yeah, I think you, like you said, be, because people are look are comparing you to other units usually in the same resort, um, I, I do think you need to look and see what is out there. I mean, if, if, if everybody's doing granite, then you don't have granite, it's going to be, you know, a detriment to your bookings. Uh, if, if nobody else does and you do, is it worth the cost? I'm not sure that's going to be property and resort dependent on, you know, what, what kind of, you know, cat, what kind of, you know, gross rentals are, are being done in there. If it's worth the investment, how long, there's a lot of factors, you know, that Jason and, and, and what you yeah, put into it compared to other, but you need to make sure you're matched at least in other units. And like you said, flat screen TVs, those kind of things are like so inexpensive. That's a no brainer. Like why wouldn't you be putting like that into your now. unit? Um, yeah. Yeah. There, there, there are, you're right. There are, you know, guest expectations because, because if you've ever traveled and I got to travel a lot over the last couple of years to conferences and that kind of thing, even hotels like this basic hotels in mid America are upgrading all their interiors to, to make sure oh, yeah. that, you know, whether it's just, just simple flooring paint and, you know, uh, LVTs or tiles and tiling out showers and making sure flat screens are and all that. like that's, that's just the norm now. You know what? Uh, we stayed in, um, I know Wyndham was upgrading a lot of these old mom and pop hotels. They were taking over management, upgrading them and stuff. And, um, and we stayed in some of them, like we stayed in one in Memphis. It was a great location. It was an older hotel and it was really cheap because they were still doing some renovation to the building. But man, the unit we stayed in was like super modern. I mean, it was super modern right. and they did a lot of upgrades. So, um, for people listening to this that are thinking about buying a unit and renovating it, do you see anything that you think is like major fails? Like, like the person says, Hey, Chris, we upgraded our unit and you walk in and you go, Oh my God, this is horrible. They shouldn't have spent the money. On <laughs> yes. That has actually happened recently. Um, where someone put like wool carpet throughout like <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars and you don't put wow. that in a rental unit one. Like it's just, like you don't want to be, in my opinion, if you're, especially if you're an investor or even a second homeowner that's written it out some, like don't go overboard. Like that goes back to what we're saying. Like you got to look at the other units or trust your property management company to make suggestions based on your competition in, in the same resort or building. But if you go overboard, one, your stuff's just going to, I mean, there is wear and tear, obviously. with the case units. Two, um, if you if you're expecting to get that return at some point, it's probably not going to be a return on the rental side, maybe when you go to sell it. But at that point, have you worn it out or has vacationers worn it out that, you know, you've actually caused, yeah. I don't want to say damage, but I mean, it's just wear and tear and you put in this, you know, over extravagant type flooring or over extravagant uh, furniture and stuff that just wasn't necessary. Yes, I, I do agree. Don't you know, go um, forward. One of the things I've seen, man, is people that they renovate the place but yeah, they bought something that looks good. It looks good in the pictures, but they bought the cheapest thing they could buy from Home Lowe's or Home Depot. So I don't think a lot of people realize like in Myrtle Beach, we got what, 18, 22 weeks maybe of mm -hmm. prime time season. So you're right. going to have 18 to 22 move outs at a minimum during the year. There's people moving all their junk in and moving all their yep. stuff out, you know, clothes, bags, all this stuff, golf clubs, all that stuff. And I've seen people, man, that they just didn't spend the money. Uh, they mm -hmm. they bought something that looked good, but they didn't buy like a quality material or a quality flooring. So it didn't hold up for, you know, people coming in off the beach with sand on their feet and all that stuff. And, um, yeah. and you know, 
they rented one season and all that money was literally wasted. I mean, the, they bought yeah. model flooring that wasn't like the good, nice model flooring. They bought like the 50 cent a square foot model flooring. <laughs> and, um, right. and you could literally see tracks going through it, you know, um, when, yeah. it was, when it was done. And I've seen too, like people would buy things, but it'd be stuff that, you know, they didn't think about it being oceanfront, there being moisture in the air. So it looked great True. the day they put it in, but then after, you know, a year later, they pretty much had to redo it. Um, you know, yeah. they just didn't buy I, something expecting that. Right. And that's just like, I mean, like, so that's the other end of the spectrum from what we were just talking about, where you go too cheap on it or you don't really consult yeah. with people that understand the the environment down here and the kind of units and the wear and tear. goes back to also what I said. I mean, a good property management company that works for your interest as an owner, you know, if you're just buying, if you live in, you know, Missouri and you're trying to buy a vacation rental property in Myrtle Beach and don't know anything about the beach or enough and you're trying to do it on your own and trying to upgrade the unit on your own and you don't understand uh, the traffic, nor the beach uh, humidity and, and moisture environment, salt air, then, you know, you, like I said, you may have just wasted a ton of money yeah. each season. Um, this is probably, you could have been advised better. This is probably a situation where you should reach out to that property management company you're thinking about and say, hey, guys, mm -hmm. I, I want to upgrade this to get the most out of it. Because not only do you want the, um, not only do you want the biggest return, you want to put stuff in there that's not going to be like wasted money. You know, like. Correct. But you want to put quality stuff too. So you should reach out to that property management company that you're thinking about using. And this is just one of, I mean, there's a lot of benefits, I know, but it's just one benefit saying, hey, man, I want to replace the floor. And what do you guys recommend? Should we go with tile? Yeah. Should we go with vinyl? Should we go with laminate? You know, what should we do? So the hardwood laminate, is that like a viable thing? So um, yeah. with having these um, vacation type rental properties, is there certain like wear and tear that you see like, all the time like things that hey you know like at the end of the summer you got 100 units at the end of the summer you know like this this and this is going to have to be done regularly or this is going to have to be done every right. season um <laughs> yeah I, so so like you said you know depending on the on the flooring types we're always kind of on the lookout for flooring especially beach units where like said so you're tracking in you know sand and, and and there's moisture and people leaving the sliding glass door open all day while they're you know on vacation down here and that kind of stuff so depending on the type of flooring you have we do look for that at the end of each season uh surprisingly door locks that's that's a huge <laughs> one that that can be broke real easy or you know over usage just uh we see that a lot of lock re either lock replacements or just repairs that may need to be due on on doors um what else do we usually see and then uh i'll tell you what gosh, i see man um, okay when i see a lot that like from my past experience selling these things was was people like the hallways right a lot of these things little shotgun units you know where you walk in you're in a bedroom or you walk into a hallway you can literally at the end of the season you could go in you can see where everybody drugged their bags and golf clubs and beach chairs all the way down the hall all summer long <laughs> Right, right. And scuff, scuff's like on the wall or little indentations yep. and junk on that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you almost, right. um, uh, you almost, uh, I mean, that's an expense though that has to be accounted for at some point because there's only so many seasons mm -hmm. you can rent that and people are going, man, this place don't look nothing. You start getting bad reviews online if you're doing VRBO or something like that. People are going, hey, this unit sucks. Yeah. Looks like the pictures. <laughs> and then that affects yeah. how much you can rent it for. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. All the, all of that. I mean, and some of these are so simple, like just to, like you said, a good property management company, or if you're going to do it on your own, you need to pay attention after the season. Like those little, little scuffs on the walls, little touch up paints type thing, uh, toilet seats, um, mattress pads, uh, comforters, like, like you just got kind of, you have to look at these are things that are wear and tear, um, norms that you just pay attention to every year. Do you think that, um, I think this is probably given, but I want to ask it anyway, is there a big difference between a unit that's direct oceanfront and one that's ocean view versus one that maybe has a real limited view as far yes. as state And we know there's a difference in price or more than likely right. hopefully there's a difference in price, but is there a difference right. in like occupancy rates? That, and that's what's been, you know, and you know, this, I mean, the economy has been so good for the last couple of years uh occupancy rate like you there's a difference in nightly rate obviously for exactly those three types uh because sometimes we especially in Beach, you know you have side view side ocean view you don't have direct ocean view and then even you have yep. some interior units that have like no view or looking towards the street or something like that so yeah so so the rates vary um as far as occupancy though luckily for the last couple of years we haven't had a ton of difference in occupancy uh, now through recessional markets i think you do start it depends how you're pri how you're pricing and how you're allowing your property management to help you price um, competitively. If you keep the prices competitive, I think you can maintain the same occupancy rates. But what usually, or at least the last recession, like I said, we've had this we've had Eagle Resorts uh, since since '99. Now it's Eagle Beach Rentals. You guys, and, you guys have seen two recessions, right? So we've seen yeah. both, and you know you do see you do adjust. We we did see you know people bargain hunting. But mm -hmm. because the ocean facing ones also become bargains, you know, they do tend to uh, rent a little better during those times. And we start seeing less occupancy in the, in the off units. Um, just even, even though they may be better priced, uh, the people that you, not only are you looking for people that are bargain hunting, hunting, but you have uh, just a smaller percentage of people that even take a vacation at all for a certain amount of time during that period. So that is something to consider. So I, I tell you what, I know we only have a few minutes left. Um, I want everybody to listen to this and everybody think about buying a vacation rental and leave with something like really, really productive, a, a little bit of a blueprint they can go and they can figure out their rate of return. What types of expenses, you know, let's make a list um, that somebody could go out there and use of types of expenses to, to look for when they're trying to figure cash flow and trying to figure out like, hey, is this going to be something that works for me? What do you think of? What do you think those expenses are? Okay, so so usually when I'm talking with an investor, so we'll start from a gross number, gross estimated gross rentals for that unit um, that okay. are coming in. Now, off the top, you're taking uh, you're going to take an automatic thirteen uh, percent for taxes. Uh, those are our hospitality. Okay. And, and that's something a lot of people I don't think pay attention to. That right. most of these second home markets, even if you're not in Myrtle Beach, that hospitality tax is kind of high. I mean, yeah, it's not yeah. 6% or 5%. It's, it, right. it's 13% here. 13% in Myrtle. Yeah, 13 in Myrtle. So if you're outside of the Myrtle, like North Myrtle Beach, where we do rentals as well, it's only 12. So we, we gain a percent in North Myrtle Beach. And I'm not, on the surfs, we don't have Surfside Garden City. They, uh, or I mean, south of Surfside, I think Surfside would still be considered the Myrtle Beach tax. So, uh, Garden City and below may not have that. But the big thing though is, is that each different municipality may have a different, tax right that you need to just be aware of you right. almost need to verify it or make sure you have an agent to verify 
right? right. And this, um, yes, yeah, so you definitely want somebody, or, or at least, like you said, look into the municipalities of what you're gonna owe on taxes. Then the next fee that we cut off is, uh, you know, no matter what you're doing, if you're doing Airbnb or if it's direct, like like with us, we, I mean, we, we advertise on the Airbnb, all of our units as well, and VRBO, and they each third party channel, if you're advertising on, is gonna have a, is gonna have a fee. Or if you're just doing it like us, like if someone books direct through our company at eagleresorts.com, we still have like a credit card fee. So it, it varies per platform, but I always factor in three to 5% for just marketing, um, whether it's credit card fee, whether it's an Airbnb fee, whatever, whatever you want to call it, uh, platform fee is going to be about three to 5% on average. Um, and then, uh, and then as far as, you know, then after that, really, when you get to your, your net rental, you're just doing if you have a management company or not. And management companies down here, uh, like our, ours, ours ranges from anywhere from 15 to 20% on average for our management fee. Um, it, some of the on, on-site offices, like, you know, there's a lot of these resorts and Jason knows about too that. Yeah. Some 50, 40, probably 40 to 50% for on average for an on-site. So, I mean, us as a third party property manager, you know, you have a better deal and, you know, we like to say a little bit better service because, you know, that, that on-site one is com basically competing the resort against itself. Um, whereas, you know, we, a, a third party property manager may not. Lots of times here, the on-site rental company, that company also owns units inside the building. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've saw that a lot here where they, not only are they managing for everybody else, they actually own their own units. And I mean, let's be honest with you, which ones do you think might fill? Not saying they're being dishonest, but which ones might mm -hmm. fill up first on a slow week? Right. So, so after that, I mean, that's kind of your, and then backing out HOA and taxes and any mortgage that you may have, you know, any of your expenses out of your net will give you kind of your cash flow on the unit. And then we only recommend, or we don't only, but we recommend, you know, then I, I think like every investor, whether you're doing, you know, long-term rentals or short-term rentals, you want to have a little contingency fund. And the biggest things that we see people save for contingencies that they're going to be like responsible for, um, you know, AC units are usually the big, especially oceanfront, you, they, they tend to have a shorter lifespan and they're being, they're being used a lot more um, harshly by by guests and renters you know what my there. favorite thing I, i've told people before is like hey man you know what i'm guilty of this too we've stayed oceanfront different places and stuff hey we crank down the air conditioner we get too cold we go over the balcony to work yeah <laughs> warm the place yeah. up a little bit yeah so, you can take you can take a 20 year unit down to 10 real quick in a vacation rental well, unit. Plus you got all the salt and stuff in the air. It's just a little more yeah. there anyway. So air conditioner would be one. What, what do you think be like two and three as far as. Um, two and three. Expenses? A lot of what we just talked about. I mean, I think, I think you need to look at. Uh, you think it's just two carpet and paint? Yeah. Short, short term touch up costs possibly that's going to be coming, coming through at the end of each season, uh, which, you know, which is very nominal. I mean, you, you could be in the five to 700 buck range just for, for touch up stuff, but then every couple, yeah, you're going to, you're going to have those, those items, uh, whether it's furnishing, furnishing items, uh, kitchen appliances, stuff like, and luckily appliances, a little tidbit of information, appliances usually last forever if you go into vacation rentals in myrtle beach you'll see appliances from like late 80s early 90s because well, everybody uses the stuff everybody goes out exactly nope. <laughs> exactly yep. so you start seeing those so you don't have to worry about that as much but but usually you know for you know furnishings tv um you know stuff like that that may be a little bit upgrade uh, of of unit you may have beds bedding mattresses those kind of stuff but that's not every year 
so that you can that can be like more of a long-term contingency fund that you're putting a little bit aside for each year. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna do a quick recap here of these expenses that you guys need to be aware of. So we've got the gross amount of rentals, and then first thing we gotta look at is the the local municipality tax. Okay, and then there's it doesn't matter what platform you use, whether it's Airbnb, whether you have a management company, there's going to be some kind of credit card transaction fee. It's going to come right off the top. It doesn't matter right. who you use. It's going to be three to five percent. That's just to process the MasterCard Visa. And then third is going to be a man. There's going to be a management fee, whether you're using a great company like Chris's or you're doing it yourself out of here. Um, Airbnb is going to charge you something to book your unit. HomeAway is going to charge you something to book your unit. And if you've got a management company, they're going to book you something, but they're going to be available. If, mm. if that tenant has a problem with Airbnb, they're going to call you. If that tenant right. has a problem with um, with Eagle Realty and Resorts, uh, they're going to call Chris, and Chris is going to deal with that issue for you. Right. And that's where a lot of value comes in for sure. And then after the management fee, um, then you got HOA, property taxes, and then you need to include a little bit for contingencies. And you know, with the contingencies being, you're going to probably have AC, you're going to have to do an AC repair, tune up or something, <laughs> something. Mm-hmm. Then you've yeah. got, um, you know, touch up stuff at the end of the season, which would be like paint, carpet kind of stuff, flooring, um, maybe replace. And then third would be like furnishing, like basically mm-hmm. people stealing your spoons and silverware and <laughs> people, people, you know, like, you know, wear and tear, like on your chair, your couch, your pull out sofa, things like that. Right. And, um, and man, that, you know what? This has been a great call. I think there's been a lot of like great information for those people out there looking at um, buying a vacation rental, whether it's, uh, you know, it hopefully it's in Myrtle Beach, but whether it's in Myrtle Beach or whether it's in another market somewhere else, um, there's been a yeah. lot of great information, Chris. I really appreciate you doing this with me. Thank you. Can I leave you with two things, Jason? Yes. Two things. Um, I'm gonna, I, I want to mention two things, and we didn't get in. This may be, a, this may be a, another, um, Sorry, I think I got a call. <laughs> this may be another uh, another podcast, but but one, we have a great agent who works kind of with our rental company. He's also a real estate agent that is killing it and has for about a year and a half with owner finance deals for vacation rental units. So that may be a whole other conversation, but if you got somebody, if you can work that, there is definitely uh, some some interesting plays there for owner financing vacation rental units because financing on oceanfront is kind of weird. It's kind of wonky um, on some buildings. Right. So, so you may not be able to get traditional financing if you're looking to buy one and he he's, he's been killing it finding owner finance deals for invest for his investors uh, to buy units and stuff. The second thing is uh, we, we started this concept with eagleresorts.com. We started a new website called beach vacation text. I know you like little marketing things, beachvacationtext.com. If you go yes. sign up for beachvacationtext.com, then we're doing these like insane deals. These like little, um, I don't know if you ever heard of wine text. Gary V does winetext.com yeah. for wine. We do beachvacationtext.com and we'll send out these. We just launched it, just launched it. And we send out like an insane deal of the week, you know, like 40, 50, 60% off, you know, room nights and stuff just to, um, and we build text database put it out there and it also drives traffic to our main website to get people to book through us as well with other discounts and everything like that. So a little fun project. No yeah. So if you guys yeah. listen to this, if you're thinking about coming to Myrtle beach, sign up for that. And Chris says deals going out every yeah, week. That's I mean, deals. How, how can you beat this? I mean, <laughs> do you want to, um, you know, tell people how to get in touch with you? 
Yeah, how do you yeah, get um, company? You well, definitely read something, looking for more information about property here, whatever it may be. Yeah, what, whether you're looking for vacations or you're looking for, um, you know, property management, eagleresorts.com. That's our rental company, eagleresorts.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Eagle Beach Rentals, um, Eagle Beach Rentals on those two platforms. And then, uh, yeah, so Chris at Eagle Realty SC is my email. And Eagle Realty SC is our, is our real estate site, is the real estate side of things, um, eaglerealtysc.com. Awesome, man. I really appreciate it, Chris. Thank you, guys. Jason, anytime. Love it.